You're listening to Short Inspirations from Ralph. I can't get no satisfaction. Part 1. In 1965, the Rolling Stones released a single called Satisfaction. And it became the Stones' greatest hit, having risen to the top of the pops, winning all sorts of awards, and lead singer Mick Jagger said it was this song that really made the Rolling Stones. It changed them from being just another band into a huge monster band. The song, in 1966, had sold 4.5 million copies. And it's been streamed more than 600 million times on Spotify and YouTube. The song was certainly very singable and a great riff with a catchy tune, but there was something else about the song that I think identified with millions of people, particularly young people worldwide. The chorus goes something like this, I can't get no satisfaction, I can't get no satisfaction, because I try and I try and I try and I try, and I can't get no, I can't get no. And the verses are full of the attempts, someone coming on the radio trying to inspire them doesn't work watching TV and ads about how white his shirts can be. And he's gone all around the world and he is doing this and signing that, but he just can't get it. And if ever there was a depiction of the emptiness of our souls when we try and live a shallow life, then this would be it. It's an illustration of the quest for meaning in life, but at the same time blocking out the God of meaning and purpose. There's an interesting little verse in Third John, and he writes, To my dear friend Gaius, whom I love in the truth, Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health, and that all may go well with you, even as your soul is getting along well. That's interesting. What does it mean for a soul to get along well? When we greet another person, we say, well, how are you? Or how's your health? But I don't think we would ever say, how's your soul? Because I would suggest in this episode that it's only when we pay attention to the depths of our soul that true satisfaction can be found. You see, the soul is the deepest part of you and I. It's so deep that there are parts to my soul I cannot seem to understand and even control. That's why writers in the ancient world, not just in the Bible, but there too, would often address the soul in the third person. They'd say things like, Bless the Lord, O my soul. Or Psalm 42, Why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? You see, there is a depth to your soul that is beyond words. And often we live such shallow lives, and then something happens that we are ill-prepared for, like a crisis, or a death, or an earthquake, or a flood. And it's at those times, at the depth of life, the depth of our souls, matter. And it's at those times 
that we need to get on our knees, so to speak, and cry out to the living God, because nothing else in this shallow world will satisfy what is going on in our souls. You see, the soul can do God, but the soul cannot do shallow. In the book of Job, Job himself, who had everything go wrong in his life, says, I will speak out of the bitterness of my soul. He's speaking from the depths of his being. And amazingly, God can speak out of the depths of his soul. There's over 20 passages in the Bible that talk about God's soul. God says to his people, I will put my dwelling place among you, and my soul, there it is, will not reject you. I will walk among you and be your God, and you will be my people. When Jesus was baptized, a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love. With him my soul is well pleased. So we haven't just got a soul, God has too. And so when the Rolling Stones had this great hit, I can't get no satisfaction, it rung a bell with millions of people, as I've said, across the face of this earth, because they too can identify with not getting any satisfaction. And I want to say this in finishing, the ultimate reality behind human dissatisfaction is sinful souls that have been cut off from the God we were made to rest in. That's why we're dissatisfied.